welcome to the Grafted Family Podcast, where we, Tom and Dawn, have conversations around marriage, family, wholeness, and everything in between. Grab your cup of coffee and come and join us. And we're back. We were supposed to have a conversation last week, but um, we were moving, so we decided not to. Yes, it's a little bit stressful. It was a little bit stressful. How are you doing, love? Climbing out of the stressful situation slowly. The pit. The pit. How's, how's the pit the, looking? The pit of stress. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. In today's conversation, we're going to be talking about parenting in stressful times. Since we've just come through one, I'm not, I'm not talking about lockdown either or the pandemic. The pandemic. The pandemic. <laughs> um, for us, our stressful time right now has been moving Moving houses, packing up houses with four kids, well, one house anyway. I love moving. It's been real. It's awesome. I think we should move every year. Please, no. No, no, we should move every year. It's just we don't do the packing and we don't oh. do the clearing out. You actually get somebody else to do that for you. Yeah, that still wouldn't be fun. If you went on holiday while they did it? Yeah, I know. Be on board with that. For free? I can, yeah, that I can Let's do. Let's do that. That I can do. Okay, anybody wants to do that for us? <laughs> We're open. Stressful times, getting back to that. So we've been moving. Um, the sound might be a little bit tinny today. We're, we're in new digs and we're trying out new things, so bear with us. But it's been a, an interesting week. A week ago today, we were packing final boxes, getting ready to start moving tomorrow, moving four kids and two cats and half the stuff into storage and the other half into three bedrooms and doing a parenting course on the Saturday, yes, yes. so yeah, we're, we're settling, but it's, we're burning the ships, and we're moving forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's been a good word that we've had this last week, burning the ships, I love it, if you haven't heard that song, Google burning the ships, yeah, it's a is king, that what it's called? King and country. King and country. Yeah, but yeah. burning your option to go backwards. Yes, yes. So we're moving forward. We are moving we're forward. We're excited. Parenting in stressful times. Parenting in stressful times. (laughs) So just to give a little background about why we are where we are with our parenting. We obviously, we mentioned before, we have one bio, bio child and three adopted kids. And when we came to adoption and parenting, we discovered that a lot of the ways that we thought we were going to parent didn't work um, and we're not going to work with our adoptive family. Much to our surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So we've gone on a journey of unlearning some unhelpful ways of parenting, um, especially when you are dealing with kids who have a background with trauma. So it's not necessarily just adoptive or foster kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Any kids who've gone through significant trauma in their early years, um, won't respond how we would like them to respond to certain ways of parenting. And I think these certain ways of parenting are typically the ones that have been handed down over eons. And you you talk and the the child listens and they learn to listen as they grow up and they just, you know, become amazing adults and it just happens that way. And we know everything until we become parents. And then we know... We've, we feel like we know nothing. And then when you parent a child from perhaps a trauma background or a child with adverse 
experiences early on in life, you realize that you know even less. Um, so we went on a journey and came across something called TBRI, Trust-Based Relational Intervention, by a wonderful doctor called uh, Karen Purvis and her colleague Dr. Cross at the Texas Christian University. And last year we traveled all the way to Memphis, Tennessee to do an Empower to Connect training course that is built on TBRI principles to, to train parents uh, of kids who have had adverse childhood experiences, trauma backgrounds, so typically fostered and, and adoptive children. So our usual tool belt of parenting tools, while we've been filling it over the years, we realized that it needed something unique and special for kids who are with unique and special backgrounds. So we would speak about parenting differently um, than perhaps we had started out on the journey. And I think we, we often talk about connecting with our kids, and that's a foundation with um, TBRI. You look at connecting principles, you look at empowering principles, and then you look at correcting principles. But all of them are built upon this idea that you have to connect with the child first before you can expect any change in behavior. You have to help them regulate themselves. You cannot regulate a dysregulated child when you yourself are dysregulated. So there's a lot of steps in the process, but the the, the main bedrock for me behind it is connection. Connect to this child, understand the behavior, understand the why behind the behavior, and oftentimes that doesn't look like traditional parenting. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a little bit of background about where we are in parenting, and obviously going through a stressful time, that's difficult anyway. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, how does a child who's perhaps experienced more trauma in their, their early years, how do they experience, how do they process stressful times? Yeah. And it does require a different approach. And your expectations have to be perhaps pulled down. We want to set our kids up to succeed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think when it comes to stressful situations, we'll find that our bio kids, our biological kids or kids who are born to us naturally who haven't gone through trauma, they have a high tolerance for stress. Um, they cope generally, I'm generalizing here, but they do cope generally well in stressful situations. Um, and our kids who've been through trauma have a very low tolerance for stress. They have yeah. a low tolerance for change. They have a low tolerance for anything in the environment that is not the way they are used to it being. Yeah. And because of that low tolerance we often find that there are excessive behaviors. So where, you know, a child with a high tolerance might complain mildly about something, your kids with low tolerance will go into full-on meltdown, raging mode. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's generalizing. It's yeah, not but always, it's, but it's... It's understanding stress responses and how kids who have had uh, a lot more time and calm and relationship building into them, a lot more structure, a lot more consistency, a lot more balance, their stress responses are not as sensitive yeah. to to certain stresses in life than kids who have perhaps not had that um, safe environment early on in their sort of developmental journey. Mm -hmm. So, And a lot of those kids will obviously be kids who have gone through trauma that 
we can understand as trauma, but those kids who have gone through the foster system or adoptive kids who haven't had, even if it's only the first nine months mm. um, yeah. growing in their, in, in their moms, it's, they haven't had what bio kids typically would have the cooing and the loving and the, mm. the songs and the singing and the rubbing and the yeah. perhaps less stressful times. So even if, even if kids are adopted straight out of a, a hospital setting, they still are arriving on the back foot. Yeah. in comparison to. So they will inevitably respond to stresses differently than kids who have not gone through what they've, they've gone through. And how do we parent in light of that? How do we parent differently knowing that they will respond differently to stresses? Do we just tell them to get over it? Do we just tell them to you know, put on their big boy or big girl panties and you know, muscle through? Or, or do we go, hold on, there's reasons behind this behavior and our goal is to connect to them and mm -hmm. in order to connect I need to chase the why yeah. and to some people that might look like parenting that's a bit soft or not taking the hard line and you're too easy going but the reality is my goal in parenting is not control yeah. it's connection yeah. and that will result in a different approach yeah. especially during stressful times yeah so what are stressful times? Oh, my word. What are stressful times? Every single day, not joking. <laughs> um, well, obviously, for us, it's moving. Yeah. Moving stressful. I mean, if you think about it, just, just for anyone, you've spent a significant amount of time living in a certain place, you've built memories, it's safe, um, you're comfortable, you know where everything is. Now, all of a sudden, your whole world is turned upside down, things are in boxes, nothing's where you want it to be, where you're going to go, what's it going to look like, how you're going to feel, what's the neighborhood, the neighbors are going to look like, you know, all these other things, and that's just moving. Yeah, um, and that the, the visual stressor, I have to say, the visual stressor of moving yeah. is, is huge. Boxes everywhere. Yeah, um, if you're used to cluttered. an uncluttered house, or I mean, Tom and I are, too, are very different. So I have become used to an uncluttered house. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind clutter too much. Um, but Tom can't uh, function very well in the clutter. Now, be honest, I crawl into the fetal position <laughs> and rock in the corner. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be nice. But, <laughs> but actually, a lot of our kids can't, don't deal well with visual stresses either. Yeah. Uh, too much visual stimulation. So um, just the mere fact that our house is upside down, there are boxes everywhere, there's stuff everywhere, um, it's it's enough to send us off the deep end as adults, mm. and we are supposed to be the ones that are able to cope yeah. with this. And that's that's us. That's not even talking about how we're responding to our kids after we've become stressed. They're yeah. seeing all these things. We're seeing all these things, and then they want to know where their spoon is yeah. that you happen to bury <laughs> two meters below something else in a box that you've now. <laughs> You know, tied up with titanium string and put in the vault. Oh my um, goodness! So. Yeah. Okay, can I just say, isn't it amazing that we did not open any closed boxes? Then no, they will never be opened. Yeah, no, no. That, but what I'm saying is, there was this real uh, fear that something would be packed away <laughs> that we could not do, or that one of the kids could not do without, and we would have to open a box and rummage through the box to find the precious whatever. toy or whatever it is. But the, Thankfully, that didn't happen. No, no. So, so, um, so moving um, is a stressful time, and we all go through that. Um, parents or siblings in hospital? Yeah. 
I think cool. a lot of the times we kind of expect our kids just to, you know, they just this is the way life is, and life is hard, you know, and we just we just need to 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 muscle through it, and mm. it is difficult. And, and whilst there's truth in that, to, to expect, I always like the analogy when it comes to kids who have gone through adverse experiences and, and trauma, and that you're expecting a behaviour from a child that perhaps they're not able to give you. And it's, it's almost like you're expecting somebody to run around a field with one leg mm. just as much as somebody who's got two legs. And then you get crossed with the person with one leg for not running around the field as well as the person with two legs. And that's kind of what trauma does because it affects us internally. It affects our brain. It affects us cognitively. It affects parts of us that we cannot see. And because we can't see it, we, we expect it not to be there. And then our response to our kids is very much, you know, imbalanced. Um, yeah, and I think it's one of my, um, probably the worst, the worst thing I can hear people say is, oh, but kids are so adaptable. Kids are resilient. Kids are resilient. Uh, kids are not resilient. Dr- drives me nuts. Let's, let's just put a pin in that. Kids are not resilient. Kids are able to cope with certain things, but coping is not resilience. Resilience is the ability to bounce back from a stressful situation. If my child has to muscle through and cope with a difficult situation, that's not resilient. Resilience is taught. It's, it's muscle memory. Just like trauma, trauma is built into sensory parts of your brain, resilience is also built into you physically. It's not just something a child chooses to do. Yeah. Perhaps the child is too afraid not to look like they're not coping. Yeah. Perhaps they dare not show their weakness or the fact that they're afraid. This idea that children are just resilient and they're pushed through, we need to stop that because all of these life uh, activities or these events that kids go through that we keep wanting to say, oh, they're so resilient, they'll just mm-hmm. push through. All it's doing is leaving marks on them over and over again. And yes, there's an element of truth in the fact that sometimes we can't stop those things happening. But we can mitigate the damages thereafter. We can... Um, comfort them in the process. We can protect them in the process. We can do certain things or make certain decisions to make the process easier, one of which is connecting to them. And rather than this idea that oh, kids just get over it because adults, we struggle. Yeah. We struggle. So, a- adults, are, it's hard for us. But yeah. children are fine. You know, and, and, yeah. and you know, it, it, it gets harder as you get older. But obviously, as a four-year-old, it must be very easy to deal with these very difficult... I mean, come on, who are we kidding? Um, so let's stop that stressful times are stressful so um, family in hospital siblings in hospital parents in hospital death mm. um, even even death of any death that shakes you as a parent yeah will impact your child yeah. so it doesn't necessarily have to be the death of a parent but the death of a cat the death of a granny the death of an aunt or uncle any, anything that's going to impact you as the parent is going to impact your child. Yeah, and I think we, we often think of, oh, well, the only people who, who get affected by tragedies are the, you know, the victims or maybe the direct families. But the reality is there's secondary trauma, and that can be from watching something, from hearing about something, mm. reading about something. And we forget that those things can be just as, as damaging, especially to our little ones. And um, we need to be mindful of that. Um, new schools. Big one. When I'm dealing with kids in a counselling uh, capacity and they start a new school and parents might say, well, you know, so-and-so is anxious or they need to fit in, 
I will honestly give a child a term, yeah. which is what for us? Three months. Three months. I will give a child three months to fit in and sort of acclimate to, to this new environment. And thereafter, you can perhaps start to expect certain things. But I mean, how long does it take when you start a new job? Oh yeah, three months. I mean, I always go back to that first moment in, for me, in any, in any job that I walk into, but particularly when I went into my very first job, teaching for the first time, not knowing mm. anything. I mean, that took me, I would say, even up to six months yeah. just to settle and really feel like I actually loved where I was. Yeah. Um, and and with, when it comes to school, we, I don't know where, where the idea has come from, but it, it's almost like it's super exciting and it's wonderful and it's, you know, it's just an adventure. And whilst those things might be true, New people, new classrooms, new teachers, new way of doing things, new curriculum, mm. you know, new everything, new uniform, new books, new rules, new regulations, you know, expectations that you haven't quite yet mapped out, and yet we don't expect our kids to get stressed out. So that's, it's, it's a bit of a, a, new jobs are stressful. Yeah, I think anything that leaves your daily life in upheaval. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that can be anything. And especially, I mean, for people like me who like to have, you know, little tick boxes. Mm. When, when you stop my day being what I expected at 8 o'clock with my cup of coffee, um, it wigs me out. And that's something I'm working on. <laughs> but the reality is, I plan my day. And if you do something that's not on my plan, I'm going to need to factor that I need a moment, I need a pause. He does, he needs a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't. Some people sort of roll with it. Now, I can, I can add lib and, and roll with something sort of public yeah. speaking, but don't add something to my, my list for the day without me knowing. I love it. I'm the, I, I know. We just, <laughs> we just work so well with this because I'm the person that will add some sort of fun, last-minute social engagement, you know, into the day. And for me, I think it's great. I'm like, oh, so-and-so called and uh, we're going to go for a walk in the park with them and the dogs. <laughs> and I think this is wonderful. And Dawn's hearing <laughs> birds chirping. And in my head, I've got, you know, that lady from some horror movie upstairs and the, the, the person's there, like this, the, the ear-piercing scream. And I need to sort of readjust myself and I'm working on it. Uh, no. But yeah. Maybe there's some trauma that we uh, to probably go is. back and Yeah, lots of it. Okay. We'll deal with it tomorrow. So there's lots of different stressful times. The reality is we have stressful times, regardless of pandemics, regardless of corona, regardless of the very real and... Um, added difficulties right now that we weren't expecting for 2020 mm. even on a normal daily basis we've got things that happen that are very stressful yeah. so how we parent needs to take those stressful times into consideration yeah absolutely i think we're gonna land it there we're, mm -hmm. gonna, we're gonna end it there for tonight and part one that was part one of parenting in stressful times. We're not just going to leave you there. <laughs> Next week we're going to look at some helpful approaches to our kids and some not so helpful approaches yeah. during stressful times. So thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with part two. Until then.